Is it time for you to live healthier? If you are looking to eat better, exercise more effectively, and incorporate fitness and health into your daily activities and hobbies, this is the show for you. Welcome to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. Dietrich has two decades of sports and fitness coaching experience, and he's here to tell you how it can be easy with less injury, time, money, and travel necessary. Now, here is your host, Dietrich Wright. And a good greetings to each and every one of you. Thank you so much for listening to Right Choices. My name is Dietrich Wright, and you are listening to Voice America, and this is part of the Health and Wellness Channel. This is my second episode. Last week was the debut of the show, and I got to be honest with you, I can't can't recall a time that I can lead up to an event or an activity in my life that I felt nerves kick in as much as I did last week. And when I kind of thought back to those points where my nerves kicked in like that, it was probably the last time that occurred was when my daughter was born. That was a very nerve-wracking part of my life, simply put, because I had no idea what expectation to occur. I envisioned myself being great at it, and I've become really good at it, and all these things did happen. But on a new stage, like I'm doing now, doing a totally new opportunity as far as talking to you all and sharing and discussing things relating to exercise, health, and fitness, this wasn't something that, again, that was on my radar. And here it is. And now I'm able to talk to you guys on a large scale of how I approach and look at health and fitness. So, you know, one of the things personally that I really have a hard time accepting or want to allow to dictate who I am are statistics. Like I just, I just gave you a, a, a relation personally of stating to you that my child was born two days before my 19th birthday. So the stats out there are, are pretty high where it states as the likelihood of being able to be a successful father as a 19-year-old. Wasn't that great? But... I saw that more as a point of an opportunity for me to go higher and above that, not to accept a stat telling me who I will be. I will not allow a stat to define how I will live my life. I just simply put, I use that as another means of motivation. Like last week in our debut episode, we talked about motivation. And so for me, one of the most important roles in my life and has been for nearly 24 years now, is being a father. I take that role very seriously, such to the degree that all things that have occurred both personally in my life and professionally has been due to my motivation of ensuring that for my children, I am providing for them. I am giving them an environment that they can succeed that they are protected from. You know, when you look at at at-risk populations, when we hear that terminology, at-risk populations, there are stats out there that state that you are predisposed to a certain type of living. That these things will come about your way 
Now, like we discussed last week, those could be barriers, but a lot of times barriers are just something that is in your way. And we have many means to use tools to either go over, through, or around those barriers. But that's only if we choose to mentally allow ourselves to not let those numbers, those stats dictate what our life shall and will be. When I, again, look at this show, I want to share stories with you. I want you guys to also come back and share me your own stories. And in fact, if anything at all today that touches you and you feel the urge or whatever, you want to reach out and call, call in, please. The number here is one 866 472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. Now, like I told you last week, I was really nervous. And I started getting to the flow of it as the show started going on. And it's no different than like when I was holding my daughter as a young man. Each and every time I picked her up, it was another opportunity and I realized, oh man, this is a wonderful thing. So this episode today is an, another wonderful opportunity to carry over what we talked and discussed about last week in relation to the importance of moving. Moving, because when we don't move, there's a negative reaction. Last week we talked about reacting from the movement, but when we don't move, there's a negative reaction. That negative reaction can lead to certain elements in our life. So when I look at risk factors, not from a standpoint where a stats tells me that I am going to be about with my health. Personally, I look at it from a, a factor of understanding and knowing that I have had an uncle and an aunt both lose their life to cancer. I have in my genetic code, in my family, there's a a tendency of alcoholism. I lost a a maternal grandmother due to alcoholism. Many of you may share these same kind of stories. These are the things that put me at risk. So I can choose to make choices that are going to limit or minimize those risks from occurring in my life. Kind of look at it from the standpoint of if you saw physical harm being done to yourself or to another, whether it's a loved one or a friend, would you just stand there and allow that harm to be done? Or would you choose to do something that's going to help protect them or remove that harm from them to the best of your ability? Within my role as a parent, I am teaching my kids the importance of taking care of themselves. I enroll them into physical activities like sports. And doing so, I am hoping that they will see the benefits of moving, but end up moving in together as a, a team with other individuals. In our nation currently right now, we have what I'm going to call an epidemic. 
we are too inactive. That inactivity has, like I told you a little while ago, an effect. When nearly 70% of deaths in this country occur from chronic diseases, a lot of times these things can be minimized by understanding I have an important role into how I can sit there, take a stand, and do my part by simply taking care of myself, my loved ones, and even beyond just your confines of your own home, my neighborhood. When I was doing the research for this, today's show, I should say, um, it was pretty eye-opening to see the breakdown of disparities, of opportunities sometimes we have being able to achieve a healthier lifestyle. But like I said a little while ago, these are barriers. We can either allow those things, the lack of accessibility here, limit us, or we can take an act of doing things that can remove these barriers by engaging in activities that will benefit us all, make us all more active. But these starts within ourselves. We have to take the personal responsibility. No different like when I, as a 19-year-old male, took the personal responsibility understanding this life that I am holding in my arms, I am responsible for her. And there's no time limit of when that responsibility is. Let's be real parents that have older kids. That truly never really stops. And that's okay. But that I accept that role. That's a role for which I proudly state that I carry with me day to day. And so I will do anything I possibly can within my means to ensure that my kids are protected. We have to look at this personal responsibility of if you're not going to be motivated within yourself to do something as far as countering the effects of non-activities or being sedentary, if, if you can't internalize that for yourself, look to your right or look to your left and look down at your child if you have children and say, I can do this for you. I want to do this for you. But it's going to require each and every one of us to understand no differently that if there was crime being taken place, we would not stand for a law of crime to occur in front of us. But yet, as a, as a nation, we have gotten to this point where we are allowing inactivity Sedentary lifestyles impact us all because, let's be real, this trickles down to our healthcare system. So one way or another, either we got to rise and do and take action and get involved and become physically engaged with one another and encourage one another to start being physically active and exercising, 
we're going to end up paying for it in the end with how much you're going to pay for your health insurance. I just stated to you, 70% of deaths in America occur from chronic diseases. A lot of these things which we have no control of because some of us, like I stated to you, I have a predisposition of the fact that there's a family history of having cancer in my family. Those things we can't control genetically, but what I can do is make healthier choices, be physically active to counter these things and not allow a stat, a number, dictate how I will live. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to discuss these sedentary impacts a little more more in depth. You're listening to Right Choices on Health and Wellness Network on Voice America. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Do you find yourself caring for people in multiple generations? Are you exhausted, stressed, and overwhelmed? Instead of spending hours searching for resources and information, Dr. Merrill and her guests will provide you with practical, everyday information and solutions to help make your life easier. Tune into Caught Between Generations, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. We'd love for you to participate in today's program. Call in now to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Dietrich at drightchoices.com. Now, back to the show. Again, greetings. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Right Choices. I'm your host, Dietrich Wright. And this segment, we're going to start talking a little bit more in, in detail about where we were just, I was just discussing with you about the impacts of being sedentary. 
you know, uh, again, when I was researching today's topic, um, I've always used this when I talk to my clients or talking about exercise or fitness. I always talk about inactivities or being sedentary. When I really looked at how it's defined in research is sedentary is actually when you are completely in act of not moving, doing anything whatsoever, of any kind of leisure of any sort for an entire month. When I broke that down and looked at it, I was like, completely not doing any leisure activity of any sort for a month, it makes you kind of wonder how many individuals actually, as adults in this country, where they said nearly between 42 and 46% of American adults are sedentary, it's hard to believe that there's not some kind of activity that we can do, that we can enjoy, that will allow us to move that can make some sort of impact or reaction, like I used the word last week a lot, I'm going to continue using it, a reaction to countering the sedentary impacts or the risk, the chance you are taking with your own life by not being physically active. It's a risk you're taking because... If the numbers as far as 70% of, of deaths in America has, has not really changed any less than it's only getting worse over the past few years or even decades, this information is out there. We are aware of it, but we're taking a risk, choosing daily not to be active. In our debut last week, we talked about some of the limitations that we use as means not to be active. We kind of talked and discussed about tools and means of how we can look at allowing ourselves to be able to incorporate a pattern in which we can get ourselves to be more active. When we are not active, there's a likelihood of in, our increased risk to chronic diseases, such as heart disease, diabetes, and certain type of cancers. So the things that we can do to counter this is simply put that we have an opportunity to do. It doesn't require any money for you to do it. It just requires you to get up and find a leisure activity that you enjoy that's going to get you back active one step at a time, literally one step at a time. However, those are the things we can't control. But however, what we cannot control is the fact that some of us are more predisposed to these chronic diseases than others. So earlier I stated I cannot stand the fact that I hate stats telling me what potential things may or may not occur, what I will or will not be or do. But again, as an African-American male, I am more predisposed to certain chronic diseases than maybe some other ethnicities are. So I normally make a choice to counter that, like I stated, 
to be engaging and making healthier choices to cut back these risks that I may have as far as having heart, uh, heart diseases or diabetes. Now, what if it's not the factor of what your ethnicity is? Maybe, again, it goes back to, like I said a little while ago, accessibility. Maybe you're in a, a neighborhood that has limitations of being able to be outdoors and gaining access to what some neighborhoods may have, like parks. Maybe your street's so busy that you don't entrust your kids to be outside, simply put to play like we used to do in the good old days. I know money costs and socioeconomically we have these limitations and a lot of these things is going to acquire powers of beings that goes beyond us but as individuals as a family as a community what can we do to empower ourselves to make choices and decisions together to counter these things that can combat the socioeconomic disparities that we do have and it's, it's real it's out there But there's still ways that we can go about doing that. So say, for instance, a good movie that came out years and years ago when I was much, much younger, The Sandlot. Maybe perhaps there is a vacant area nearby you in some way or capacity or another that could allow, as a neighborhood, everyone coming together and clearing up that area and make it useful. Instead of just a junk area for us to just drop a trash or belongings we no longer want to have, we can break that area down, make it more useful, and engage together where it's bringing both young and old, bringing accountability, and physically moving, cleaning up an area, improving our neighborhood, in fact, making us all being active and moving. Certain areas in the country is much hotter than others. I'm from Texas. It's hot in Texas. I used to drudge the days of two days in football, being out there in hot weathers. And it used to be that old saying, old ball coaches, they say, yeah, you're limited in water. But we didn't have the research. We didn't have the means to understanding the impact of practicing in harsh conditions back during the time I was playing. But the research now is there. We can't use that as an excuse just because we once did it a certain way to continue doing it a certain way when we know it's wrong. Again, being an African-American male, excuse me, there wasn't a lot of conversations had amongst myself or any of some of my friends that... I can recall choosing and discussing, talking about being physically active. And in this research, we actually found the fact that some individuals will actually take the fact of their limitations to beyond the fact of just your ethnicity. Um, when you look at 
responsibilities of the importance of emphasizing two areas that we got to look at. There's our social influences, which includes neighborhoods, our family, and there's organizational influences, which is our workplace, our healthcare systems. When you look at the areas of which you live and where it's, if it's a limitation in what you have accessibility to, we have to find a means to come together, like I stated, and find out what we can do within ourselves and not depend on government to aid and assist us to do these things. If we, a lot of times in life, we waited for government to make changes, most things in life would not be done. Most things we achieved and have in this country would not have happened, but it, it took us, the people, to make these changes to start to occur. Ethnically breaking down, looking at everything, again, like I stated, there's things where certain ethnicities got to be mindful of how we eat you hear it all the time. I love food. I, I love food. You know, as African American um, male, we or African American, excuse me, we eat soul food. Terminology: soul food. Uh, I love soul food just about as much as anyone. But there's aspects in the soul food, how we prepare the soul food, that is not very nutritious. We can make modifications to this that can be more nutrition. It doesn't mean we have to minimize or remove ourselves from eating it, but minimizing sometimes the consumption of it would be the right choice. Or maybe perhaps taking that hog maw out of there and using other alternatives like smoked turkey. Even using less fatty meats that we can create the base in to cook in our collard greens and our black eyed peas. Not every meal that we have should it include cornbread. I love my cornbread, don't get me wrong. But it doesn't mean that it has to be consumed continuously, all the time, every Sunday. There's other factors that impact us when it comes to these chronic diseases. And that goes back to the fact of alcohol impacts our lives as well. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but sometimes I know I am guilty of this pleasure at times. You do what's called day drinking. You go to an event. Before you know it, you're out enjoying yourself in the company of your friends at a party and everything, and you may have had a few drinks. Before you know it, if you've had more than five drinks in a given day, according to the research, that's considered binge drinking. That was an eye-opener for myself, and I was like, man, it made me think a little bit about what it is I'm consuming or how I'm consuming when I am out socializing as well doesn't mean we can't have a good time. Just be a little bit more mindful of that. We're going to take another break, and we're going to come back. We're going to dive more into these health behaviors 
uh, we were discussing and talking about more in depth about neighborhoods, individual responsibilities, and the workplace and organizations. You're listening to Right Choices on Voice America Network. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What does health look like in an ailing world? How do we tend what needs our care? Join Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio hosts each week as we explore pathways to health for self, society, and the planet. We are home to a range of voices as there is no single roadmap for meeting the challenges of our times. Tune in Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern Time to expand your perspective, deepen your attention, and cultivate practices that support personal, communal, and global health on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel. your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health each week host dr susan downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider you'll want to plan for your optimal health with occupy health listen fridays at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on voice america health and wellness your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. We'd love for you to participate in today's program. Call in now to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dietrich at drightchoices.com. Now, back to the show. Again, greetings. Thank you for tuning in to Right Choices. Um, We're going to take a phone call right now. We're going to take the call from Sylvia from Las Vegas. Please come in. Hi. Hi. I'll, I'll, I'll let the listeners know who this individual actually is. <laughs> you know, I said last week in my debut show, I have, like, the best parents I can ever ask for. They are my biggest support system. So without further ado, listeners, this is my mom. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dietrich. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> I just want to say I, I, I love you, and I love the program, and I really love the comment that you made about our choices and how we can let our mountains get in our way. And as you know, that when I, I was, you know, got married young and had my first child young, I made a promise to myself that my child was not going to go through what I went through, which coming with alcoholic parents living through all that. 
And I thank God that I didn't know how I was going to do that, but I kept that promise, and not only to my first child, but my other two children, which is you, the last one. And I am just so proud that I, of you and that you just make my heart smile. <laughs> thank you, You really Ma. do. And, you know, like you said, you at a young age, but you kept up and stayed with your responsibility. And we all have a responsibility, not only to address our children, but like you said, to ourselves. And that's to be as good to ourselves as we possibly can. Watch how we drink, socializing, and watch, watch where we eat and exercising, which I'm working on the exercise part. <laughs> you know, you can't tell your mama what to do, so it's always a tough line. I have to walk there. <laughs> yeah, but anyhow, but I, I love you, and, you know, just keep it up because, you know, you're reaching people that really didn't understand that exercising our body is not only exercising our, you know, inner body, but it's exercising our mind and on the outside as well as the inside. So just keep up the good work. Thank you, Mom. Love you for that. Thank you. Love Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thanks for calling. Like I said last week, you guys, I have a huge support system. I've received nothing but the greatest response and uh, feedback from not only my mom or my dad or my other family members, but also my friends. And I really appreciate you guys taking the time and tuning in and listening to me. Um, Like I said, I never expected to have a radio talk show. And it's one of those things where in life you get opportunities. And it's up to you what you're going to do with those opportunities we've sent it for you. And so this is a great great moment for me and I am definitely glad that you guys are sharing this and that's sharing that moment I had with my mom you know I'm I'm doing my best to suck it up and not lose it here but mom again thank you for listening Um, love you very much you know that kind of is a good segue to coming to the point where we talk about before the break we talk about individual influences and or individual behaviors and as a, a personal behavior I have, the individual I am is because I have such a support system like my mom you just heard. Um, And so it allowed me to be able to, when it comes to my kids, to carry that on and bring it up to another level to where I do have those conversations and I want to have those conversations to that next generation so therefore they can make better choices than even I had. And I think that's that's what it's all about. And so that's what it's going to require each and every one of us in our families and in our neighborhoods to do these things, to have the conversations that need to be had. I mean, like I broke it down, there are disparities, the difference between ethnicities in relations to our healthy choices that we make. Like I said, there's factors that limit these things, kind of like socioeconomic statuses or accessibilities. But there's things that we we can do to sit there and empower ourselves to take over and have control of these things. Um, but it's, it still goes back to we have to move and so how do you go from being sedentary to being active like last week's show we talked about understanding what it is that you're motivated about for me like I said all the things I've done in my life both professionally and personally has been motivated understanding there's responsibilities that I have that goes beyond just myself and so that's my motivation. That's my drive. Maybe your motivation like it stemmed from the fact that you simply want to be able to move without pain. 
like for instance, uh, I have a caller, which is one of my clients, and I'm sorry I missed you, GM. My apologies. I, I was in the middle of a thought, so I couldn't get to your call. But when I started with GM, the one of the first things when we met, he discussed and talked about the pains that he was having. And a lot of these things were structurally, physically, were how he has some physical limitations due to his body structure from a standpoint of posturings and stuff like that. So when we finally started working out together, I gave him a routine of movements that allowed him to slowly start getting these posture muscles to work in a manner which improved his movement. And if I could recall correctly, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, GM, is when he's moving now, it's, he's moving more effectively. He's moving with less pain. He's actually competing more as his love is in his activities doing squash. And so, therefore, he took an ailment, his pain, his inability to move very effectively. He still was doing what he enjoyed and loved, which was playing squash. But now he's added a physical activity to working with me as a, as with me as his trainer and him as my client. And now he's finding himself being able to play squash against individuals 20 years of his junior. And to me, that's fantastic. But again, it stems back to like we talked about last week, and that's why I wanted to emphasize this one point. You got to know what's going to be your motivation. Our motivation is going to allow us the tools and the means to counter these risk factors that some of us have. But it takes the personal awareness to step back and say, when am I going to step up and take a stand and do something about this? Because we do have a choice. There's accountability that must fall somewhere, and the accountability starts within us, and therefore we can share and be accountable for one another. When you think about health and health awareness, there's always two pillars that you always have to approach and come with it. I just talked about the physical activity, excuse me. But there's also that nutritional component I was discussing in relation to these risk factors like as an African-American, a lot of times our diets are not the best. And, but we know this and yet and still we refrain or refuse to want to alter how we will eat. Because is as if this is the last bit of our culture that we still have as a choice that, hey, I want to continue eating this food. If it brings you that much enjoyment, that's fine. Just understand you're flipping a coin and realizing that's a risk you are taking when you, as an African-American, is at a high risk of heart diseases or diabetes. The other aspect of that physical activity, we're talking about nutritional elements to our diet is important. And so let's say, for instance, you don't have the accessibility. You're in a food desert. Some of the things that we can do to kind of empower ourselves to gain access to better food options could be looking to working together as a neighborhood and creating a neighborhood garden. Now, gardening itself is definitely without a question, 
not sedentary. It is an activity will require you to do a whole lot of good. But it's something that can be shared not only with yourself, but if you have kids, your, your entire family, you can do it together as a neighborhood. Imagine building a community garden where the fruits of your labor, literally your fruits of your labor, you can share amongst one another. You'll benefit from having these healthy produce that you help grow and incorporate that into making healthier choices when it comes to what you're intaking in your mouth. Things are very important when you're talking about where we have limited access to certain things. I, I work in Menlo Park. And in Menlo Park, I can literally say from around the corner from where I work, there's a store called Draeger's. A few blocks down, there's a store called Trader Joe's. Around the corner, there's a Safeway. So I would say that's not an, a neighborhood that is a lacking of accessibility to nutritionist options they can use in their diet. But not everyone has that access. So again, coming together as a neighborhood, growing our own foods could be a way we can actually empower ourselves to make and grow our own food. There still has to be accountability, like I referred to earlier in relation to when you are out socializing, not only are you, when you're socializing, you got to be mindful of the fact that you should not be drinking and driving and all these things. But like I just stated to you, according to this text, binge drinking actually equates to having five or more drinks in a given day. That is impacting our bodies. And I've been guilty of that myself at times. And so, again, now having that awareness, I can make the choice of saying, hey, all right, I'm going to enjoy myself right now. I'm going to drink or two, maybe three. But do I really need to sit there and have that fourth one or that fifth one? If that means that I am increasing my risk to something beyond just driving while impaired, but also impacting my health. We're going to take another break. We're going to come back and have our last segment. I would like you to join in. Give me a call, 1-866-472-5792. You're listening to Right Choices on the Health and Wellness channel on Voice America Network. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives. But most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray. 
Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health and says everything is in working order, perhaps you aren't feeling at the top of your game. Dr. Rebecca Risk overcame pain and fatigue despite all tests to the contrary. Learn how she put her health back on track and how you can too on Falling Through the Cracks. Live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. are listening to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. We'd love for you to participate in today's program. Call in now to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dietrich at drightchoices.com. Now, back to the show. Hello again. Uh, this is Right Choices. My name is Dietrich Wright. I am your host. And this is the last segment of the show. We're going to talk about activities again and we're going to continue discussing and talking about the other pillar which is nutrition um there's other means of how as a neighborhood we can get involved i mean it doesn't have to be an official event like a lot of times you hear a 5k a 10k being it doesn't have to have a sponsor tied attached to it what have you but let's say if you are limited in the area that you're at then there's no park what have you Simply do a neighborhood block party where during this neighborhood block party, get out some of these things that we used to enjoy and love as kids. Jump roping. Hopscotch. Pulling out a hoop and playing a little ball. Or, in fact, we can even do like a couple of blocks together and somehow do like a walkathon basically within ourselves where we were just engaging and getting to know one neighborhood from the next. Slowly but surely, this, this social network, this connection we're doing is kind of like where I was sitting there referring to. We are connecting. We are unifying ourselves to understanding there's a need, a call of action, like I should say, to understand we have to take accountability and responsibility for how we are living within our neighborhoods. If we solely focus only on crime or crime prevention, maybe by getting to engage with each other physically, we can actually bond and use that as a means of awareness of who is or should not be, I should say, in our neighborhood. I, I get 
I get the fears and they're real of far as allowing our kids to go outside and playing on their own. I get that. However, maybe perhaps instead of if you have these fears of not allowing your kids to be out there alone and do that, then work together with another house as parents and such and say, we can do a rotation. I'll be outside. You can take this day. I can do this day. And we can oversee and watch the kids physically be active outdoors. Then maybe perhaps one of the adults can actually engage with these kids actually partake in the physical activities they are doing. One of my favorite activities is still jump roping to this day. You don't have to sit there and be a young kid to jump rope. Again, part of the promo and my and discussion of my show, it talks about means of a way I can try to get you guys to see and understand. It doesn't require a whole lot other than your imagination, your, motiv- your motivation of understanding what truly brings you joy. And if you tap back into your childhood and realize when you were younger, you had a whole lot of joy. You just ran outside and played. You moved. So how can we join that gap between generations of our youth and older where we can engage with them and modeling the importance, even as you get older, that we still need to stay active? Just because we get old doesn't mean you're supposed to stop moving. You know, my athletes jokingly tease me a lot of times. Ah, coach, you're old. You can't do this. But it's oddly enough, it's funny. Without warming up, and I shouldn't be doing this, uh, I'm, but I'm, I'm saying it. In regards to without even warming up, I'll pick up that load, look directly at them, lift it over my head, talking to them, and drop it back down. Just because... These old muscles still can move. I have the awareness of understanding how I'm supposed to make that movement and what it's supposed to look like. So it surprises them. Every time I catch, they want to sit a joke and see if I can do it. And then I do it, they're like, man. But you know what? I like that. I like the fact that just because I am older does not mean that I am limited to my age to doing activities. Nor should you. And if it brings you enjoyment to connect with your youth in your neighborhood and engage in activities, get them involved with some of the things we used to do instead of being on, inside, indoors, on that Xbox or that PlayStation, drop, get away your iPhone, get these kids outside and play with them. Don't let these electronic devices be just a means of babysitting them. Use this as an opportunity to connect and bond with them and get them moving and it helps you get moving too. Too often we have this thought of in order for us to be effective in exercising or creating activities, it must be solely done in a commercial gym setting. It doesn't. It really doesn't. If there is a park nearby and it may be a few blocks from you, together as a family, go walk together to that park. Let them run around and play while you and your significant others can be literally doing some activities yourselves. While they're playing, you could be sitting there jump roping. You can be sitting there doing what I talked about last week, breaking up uh, what defines as a squat, sitting, standing, sitting, standing. 
there's sure there's benches and stuff accessible to you where you can do a modification of a pull-up. There's probably bars or some sort around that you can do a modification of even a pull-up or a chin-up. It's going to take us to use our imagination to how we get back to moving. How do we get this nation from being number one in obesity in the world? It didn't just happen overnight. It's happened over periods of time. And for myself, like I used the hashtag on my Instagram, I'm taking a stand and realizing, okay, it's enough's enough. I'm tired of seeing and witnessing this harm being done to one another by allowing sedentary lifestyles to overtake us. If you look at our education system, unfortunately, physical education a lot of times is being removed from the curriculum. That was at least a tool that ingrained in our heads when we were younger, the importance of staying physically active. That has slowly been removed away from our educational curriculum for our our young people. And so now, as adults, it's going to require us to do a little bit more, step up, take the lead and doing something, engaging in activities is going to help show these kids the importance of being involved with an activity. That's how I became into coaching. And as a coach and as a trainer and as a parent, I understand how each and every one of these roles I play ties into the other. It's no coincidence that I see myself doing what I'm doing when I can relate back to some of my favorite coaches and teachers from back when I was in high school, how I looked at them and I appreciate and respected what it is they showed and gave to myself and my fellow classmates. So when I coach, is my, it's, that's me leading by example, saying I'm out there with your kids, working with them, letting them know the importance of team, responsibility, accountability to one another, but also to themselves. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Please follow me at Facebook at Right Choices at Right Appeal. My email is Dietrich at DietrichRightChoices.com. Look forward to speaking to you again. Have a blessed weekend. Thank you for tuning in to Right Choices. Be sure to join Dietrich Wright again next Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you here next week.